0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Welcome, everybody, to our first off-season special of Believe in Chargers. That's Lorenzo Neal. I'm born in Azari. Listen, the Chargers season may be over, but the playoffs surely aren't, and we are still going to have you covered on all things pigskin. Lo, listen, as we take some time to debrief and, and talk about this Chargers season, You, as a former player, are you all sitting on the couch now watching these other teams, or are you trying to get away from football as much as you can?
0: No, absolutely. I'm watching these other teams because man, you know what? The Chargers should be still in the dance, head and trying to get to the dance, but unfortunately, it didn't happen the way that we both liked it to happen, Borna. We thought that there should have been maybe some, there's some a reason for some discussion and, and some alarm there in, in in LA with the Chargers. And we saw a couple heads roll, a couple coaches get the hot seat. But definitely, Borna, I'm gonna be connected and locked in throughout the playoffs.
1: Absolutely. With the Chargers, listen, here's the deal. Head coach Brandon Saley likely is going to keep his job and ownership. Tom Celesko, you know, have, have, have the full right and faith in him, as you should, and getting this thing to go around. Listen, they did make improvements, even with all those injuries. We saw the news of Joe Lombardi, offensive coordinator of the Chargers, losing his job, and I think Brandon Saley said it best. And, and low, it looks like Brandon Saley's been watching Believe in Chargers because he says he wants to focus on that run game a little bit more and, <laughs> and, and, and help establish that run and really help in that run-blocking scheme as well. So I really think with the Chargers, they're going to be looking for an offensive coordinator who can help establish that run game. They reached out to the Vikings to ha- to interview their OC. The Vikings and his OC were like no, 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 Ben Johnson staying in Detroit. So it's going to be interesting to see kind of who the Chargers target. You know, Does Staley want to go with a, a safer kind of guy? Does he want to roll the dice and go with a young guy who's never called any plays? If, if you're Brandon Staley, right, Lorenzo O'Neal, you have yeah. to get this hire right. This is your chance. You have to get this hire right. So what do you do? Did you roll the dice or do you try and play it safe? You
0: have to get this hire right. You you have to. You can't miss. You can't miss this one. But you're Staley. You got to look at it. And you got to go through a long interview process. You have to get a guy that's not just going to be. Run oriented, you got to make sure that in the league that we're in now, they got to be diversified. And you got to be able to run and pass. You want someone that's going to be able to give the illusions, but you got to make sure that you're getting a run game specialist. You need to make sure you're going out and getting a coach that understands the nuances of the run game. It's just not line up and say, Let's be physical, let's go downhill and just block guys and move guys, and that's how you run the ball. No, there is, a, there is a method and there is a skill set to running the ball. Look no further than the San Francisco 49ers. We'll get in this morning and we'll start going down the playoffs and talk about the different teams and what they do well. But look at the Niners. It's not that they're just some dominant physical team. It's by scheme. It's by design. And that's why you have an effective running game.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, and you, you tend to notice. We've talked about this. All great teams usually are, are are running the football to some degree. So it's going to be very interesting to see. You know what the Chargers do. I, I I had some interesting takeaways from Brandon Staley's press conference. You know, I thought the media was kind of on him, especially Bill Plasky. He was on Brandon Staley talking about if he was out out coached by Doug Peterson and all these stuff. And listen, that's that's what you have to be prepared for if you're a head yeah. coach, right? You have yeah, to be prepared do. for the media, especially coming off a franchise biggest uh, giving up a biggest lead. You know, he should be very prepared that he's going to hear it from the media. And he did. I thought Branson was professional about it. Um, I I really do think, you know, that it's going to take time to revamp this running game. And listen, I think a part of it's personnel, too. I think Austin Eckler is a superstar running back. He is fantastic. I'm just not sure if Eckler fits the exact scheme that the Chargers want to develop, right, in terms of running the ball north and south, right? If you look at, take a look at Kyle Shanahan, his running back's, Austin Eckler is arguably more talented than any running back Shanahan has. However, the scheme in which Shanahan wants to conduct aren't using guys who are kind of east and west, agile, little screen guys in Eckler. They're more north and south guys who are going to bruise you, right? And Jeff Wilson Jr., right back in the day, and Mostert, and all those guys, Elijah Mitchell. So I think the Chargers need to really think about what kind of scheme that they want to do and how can they get the best personnel to do so. If they want to have a north and south scheme kind of like Shanahan – if you're trying to use Austin Eckler in that scheme, it's kind of like trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. It doesn't work like that. You're not putting your players in a position to succeed. So, Lo, I think there's going to be a lot of overhaul this this offseason, not only in terms of scheme, but maybe some roster too to really help find talent who can fit that scheme. But the core yeah. pieces of the Chargers are there. You can't ruin that. You have to find a scheme that fits your personnel.
0: Oh, no question. And then they're going to do that. And I know, I know that Staley wants to, and he handled it well because when you realize – the last couple of weeks, when you look at the media, the way that he handled the game against Denver, you know, he said, hey, we're going to have guys who's going to be OK when, you know, your guy wasn't going to be OK the way that he said, hey, I play, I, I coached it," and he was very, very aggressive and very just kind of unpleasant to the media and lied a couple of things to the media. He had to come back and fall on the sword. So it's good to see that he's taken a page and said, I got to be humble. I have to understand that I got to answer, you know, the questions about Mike Williams and should have did a better job. Yeah. Because that's the whole, the media feels uh, betrayed because of the fact that he kind of led them astray. So, and you look at this Niner team, you look at this Charger team, and you think, what was the biggest thing? And you and I, we talked about it. We said, look. I think that they can play well, but it's going to be tough to win because you're on a short week. You know that. And, Borna, you've seen that. You played on Sunday. You played your starters too long. And then all of a sudden you had to fly three time zones back east and fly out on a Friday so you wasn't playing on a Sunday. And you saw the effects of that game on Denver because in the second half, in the fourth quarter, they were just a sieve. They were showing themselves. Guys, the physicality, the game caught up with them. so. I think a lot of this has to Paul on daily, and I think he understands that, and I think he accepts that, and that's why I think he's got to do a better job of hiring, but not just hiring. I'm a huge guy born in, in not necessarily analytics. I believe that analytics are sophisticated scouting because it tells you this is what they do. It's Tennessee, so it is scouting, but the biggest thing that I am a proponent of, and I'll tell you, I've turned and came around because I think someone in that organization said no. We're taking that out of your hand. We're going to hire someone, quality control, that's going to tell you what the analytics say, when to go forward on fourth down, when to do this. Just a specific position just for that, huh? Just for that. and yeah. Because I want to take that from the coach for someone saying, say, nope, this is what it says. And if you're wrong, now you can. Now the coach can say, look, I did what the analytics said. Because you saw this year against mm-hmm. the Cleveland, you said, oh, I went forward on fourth down. Yeah, that you game, game sticks out that to you. Game. You yeah, should that have lost that game. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you've got to have someone take that take that off your plate as a head coach and focus on the game. Yeah, that's a really good point because
1: it's 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 tough to to think about what defense am I gonna call, what player are we gonna call here, and then realize, oh wait, I have to make a decision that's gonna, you know, cause the balance of this game. A lot of people don't understand. When you're a head coach, you kind of have to take a step back in terms of play calling. I know Sally's still going to do that, but you actually have to manage a game, which sure. is something that coordinators don't have to do, which may seem easy when you're watching on TV as a, as a home viewer, right? You're like, just do this. But when you have a hundred other things going on in your brain schematically, it's a lot easier said than done. By the way, guys, we want to shout out our sponsors, BetOnline.ag. It's your number one source for all betting needs. Right now, if you go to BetOnline, the Chiefs are at the highest odds to win the Super Bowl. They got home field advantage in the AFC. I'm going to Tell you right now, I locked that in three months ago, and I'm telling you right now, I'm feeling (laughs) a little juicy. I'm feeling sexy. Yeah, I'm. I'm feeling. uh, Listen, call me crazy. I feel like Mahomes is going to go to his fifth straight AFC Championship game. That's greatness, man. You got to give credit where credit is due. So I'm locked in low. I'm locked in. I
0: hope we get a juicy, (laughs) juicy. (laughs) What are you doing, low? What are you? So what are you thinking? So if you're locked in and you're tunneled in and you're like, I got this. I know Kansas City's going. Tell me about it. Let's make that transition to what yep. we got. And let's start with right there with the AFC. You look, who do you like? Why? Let's get in there.
1: Well, uh, let's start with the, 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 the Bills-Bengals preview. I think it's a very interesting game. I thought both teams were disappointing in, in their wild card outings. I think the Bengals, man, if it wasn't for a Tyler Huntley leap over the pylon, fumbled 99-yard return, the, the, the Bengals are losing that football game. And then they the are. Bills and, and and the Bills. I mean, you were we were texting during the game. and You called me. You're like, "Borna, you were right. They're so nonchalant yeah. with how they do things, and and they're so talented. That's why they're able to get away with it." So both of these teams are playing a little sloppy right now. I, I'm going to give the edge just to Buffalo because it's in Orchard Park, and I know the Bengals weren't too happy about kind of the location situation. But but right now, Lorenzo, I, I still think Kansas City stands. Uh, better than both of those teams. I just think they play cleaner football. You know, they don't have the same talent, right, as the Bills do. Kansas City anymore, but they just play cleaner. They play sound football, but starting with that Bills-Bengals game, I'm going slight, slight win to the B- the Bills. I think the Bengals cover though, plus three and a half. You, what about you, Lorenzo?
0: I look at this game, and I love this matchup. You have two quarterbacks that people think are going to be the next quarterbacks in the face of the league for the next 10 to 15 years, and I tend to agree with you. I think both these quarterbacks can sling the ball. They have a great feel, but I just look, I trust Josh Allen. I like Josh Allen. I like what he does. Big arm. But sometimes he trusts himself a little too much. And for that reason, I look at it and say, okay, what can Buffalo do? Like you said, they can make mistakes and still light it up and come from from being down a deficit. But I just think they're a little careless. I think the Cincinnati Bengals, when you look at them, they don't have a great offensive line. Everyone thinks they're going to give up a bunch of sacks this week. Everyone talks about the Bengals, how well, good are I think the Bengals, when you think about their run game, I like what they can do. I think they're a little bit more consistent running the ball. And I think if you let them stay around, because you have to realize the coin flip, all the things that surround it. the Bengals believe that they should have been in a better position. The Bengals believe that they're better. than. So I think that you look at the Bengals and, they know that they're better than Baltimore. They Baltimore shouldn't have been on the same playing field with them. And look at it. Baltimore turned into the game because, since, because the Bengals, to me, they couldn't flip the switch. They came in with the mindset that we're going to win this game. And Baltimore said, oh, yeah, you guys don't respect this. You guys don't care. And I think they overlooked. I think both these teams might have overlooked their opponents. So I think this is not going to be the overlooking. And I think Cincinnati Bengals are looking forward to this game, and so is the Buffalo Bills. So if you can't get along, you might as well get it on. And I'm going to take the Cincinnati Bengals, brother. That's a good point,
1: honestly. You honestly make me think about a lot of things that I say, and you're like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe both teams were overlooking. Their opponents. It's very easy if you're the Bills to overlook Skylar Thompson, your third string quarterback of the Dolphins. Like you're the Buffalo Bills, you know. I feel like that was very easy for them to just be like, "This is going to be a cakewalk." And honestly, it's better to win like that. They probably got humbled, and now they're not. They're going to have a, a a lot different of a week, right, of, of preparation. Uh, you know, against the, the the Bengals, and then with Cincinnati as well. You know, I thought Tyler Huntley just played a really good game. I thought he played his best game as a starter um, since Lamar Jackson went down. So, listen, Lo, I I ain't touching this game, man. This game can go either way. I I don't want to touch it. Uh, It's going to be a hell of a football game. Um, Let's go to Kansas City now. Uh, Listen, the Chiefs are hosting what? They're... 100th straight divisional game at Arrowhead, it seems like it. Mahomes and in Kansas City. Looks like they're probably going to be without Miko Hardman. Everything else is lining up pretty good. They got that seventh-round special kid in Isaiah Pacheco. Against Trevor Lawrence now and the Jaguars, who beat our Chargers, and they're you know, they're playing with some momentum. I think the Jaguars have won six straight games, including the postseason. Yep. They were four and eight. They ended the year at nine and eight and they won their playoff game. So listen, at this point, if you're Jacksonville, what are you playing with? You're playing with absolutely house money. You yes. weren't expect you were not expected to get this far. You're not expected to win a playoff game. Heck, be in the playoffs. Now you're one win away from an AFC title game. All the pressures on Kansas City. If you're the Jaguars, you know. This is going to be a closer game than I think people think. What are, what are your initial thoughts on this one?
0: Well, I look at I look at the Jaguars and you think about what they played in week. What was week five or six. Those two teams, and I think Kansas City. It was a great game. Kansas City did not run away with it. Jacksonville was all over them. They had to, you know, really really buckle down to find a way to win that game. I think when you look at this game, I think the Kansas City understands that. I think you're playing with a Kansas City team that's going to be a lot more hungry and understand that Jacksonville is playing with house money and understand that Jacksonville believes, and they're going to be watching that take. Look, we had them. We had Kansas City. We had them beat. They're, they got some hope, but I think Kansas City is going to be aware, and I think Mr. Mahomes, he's going to have something to say about that, and I think because of Kansas City, the, the ability to run the ball now and how they run the ball and how effective they've been both passing and running, mm-hmm. I give Kansas City, I think this can get lopsided. You think it's going to be lopsided? Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's,
1: I don't know, man. It's so unpredictable. I mean, right now, I'm, I'm trying to find the odds. I think the Chiefs, yeah, the Chiefs are eight and a half point favorites. So Vegas, Vegas is on your side. I mean, it's very rare to see an eight and a half point favorite in the postseason, let alone in the divisional round. So I, I definitely think Vegas thinks Kansas City is, is going to run through Jacksonville. Listen, I, I don't think it's going to be lopsided. I think Kansas City is going to win this football game, and I think they're going to win do so uh, effectively. But I think Jacksonville is going to be able to keep it close for a good part of the game. Listen, you always try and catch those one seeds off guard. They're coming off a bye week, right? So are they going to be starting slow? The Chiefs were never really playing an elimination game all year long, to be quite frank with you. That's kind of the one drawback of being the number one overall seed. You have a team in Jacksonville who's been playing six straight elimination games. They're coming into town with already that pressure, already having that sense of pressure. And obviously Mahomes has been in those situations, but a lot of these newer players on Kansas City haven't been. So we're going to see how Kansas City is able to set the tone early on. You try and get those number one seeds to see if they're caught flat. I don't think Kansas City will, but there's another number one seed I do think will be caught flat. And that's the Philadelphia Eagles, Lorenzo. No, I hope you like that sexy transition because I'm telling you nice. there, are three, there are three teams. There are three teams in the NFC East less in than in, in the playoffs, which is crazy, right? The Giants, the Cowboys, and the Eagles. We're going to get into Cowboys Niners. That's the big hurrah. But let's start with Eagles Giants. I'm blown away by the Giants, uh, Brian Dow, Brian Dayball, man. I, I was hoping the charge offense can look like a semblance of that, even though they have better talent. It's making that offense look fantastic. They have no receivers, all right. It's Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley carrying that team. The offensive line's banged up. First of all, before we get into this game, what were your thoughts on their win over Minnesota? Were you impressed by that?
0: I, I was impressed. I really t- lackluster Minnesota. The inconsistency on Minnesota. The breakdown. You let a quarterback, 6'8 quarterback, run around and pick up so many yards on his on, with his legs. I don't think he's going to have that type of success in Philadelphia. And like you said, Saquon Barkley, he got to save himself because he didn't run the ball 30, 40 times. It wasn't four yards in a cloud of dust. I thought the quarterback did a great job of making plays, opportune plays. It's going to be dependent on Giants defense. How good is this Giants defense? What can they do? Because, yes, Minnesota, you know, they are just a team on defense. It's just horrible. So I don't know. Was it more fool's goal with Minnesota, with, with Minnesota and the Giants? Or do you think the Giants are really that good? I know I believe one thing. I think Philadelphia is going to be – I think Philadelphia is going to have a big head, and they already played them several weeks back and took care of them. So – I think that it's going to be a good game. I just don't know yet. The, the
1: Giants are a lot better of a team than they were when they when they faced the Eagles a few weeks back and, and they got blown out. Listen, I think the Giants are very strong. I just think the Eagles are slightly better in every single category, right? The Eagles' line is a little bit better. They have a little bit better of a quarterback. Their defense is just a little bit better. They have better weapons, right, in A.J. Brown, Dallas Garden, and company. But unfortunately for the Eagles, the Giants are peaking at the right time. Right. They're able to blitz less on defense because of a healthier defensive line. They're tr- they're willing to trust Daniel Jones more. The receiver group is established and it's underrated. The coaching staff is on a roll. And like the Eagles, the Giants running game is, is very, very dangerous in short yardage and red zone situations. I just think, you know, that the Giants have more momentum here. The Eagles, right low, they stumble to the finish line. You know, they had Lane Johnson hurt, Jalen Hurts hurt. We don't know the injury situation with those guys. Um I, I really think that this is going to be decided late. I, I, I really am bullish on this Giants team. I think this Giants team can. I'm I'm crazy. I think this Giants team can go to the Super Bowl. I'm really? crazy. No, no, that's I don't I don't think you're
0: a, a being I just. I, there's there's something
1: you, about them right now that I feel that they're just playing such good football and they're
0: not phased by anybody. They might be a team of destiny. Do you you so you rather see so you give the Giants a better chance of beating Philly than if Dallas would have been there, or do you if you if Dallas. Yes. Okay. See, and that's where I'm not. See, I think that Dallas scores with Philly. Dallas can put points. Dallas matchup styles make fights. So I think that Dallas is just a good matchup for the Philadelphia Eagles. I was wishing that the Dallas Cowboys some kind of way could have got to Philly. And you know, no because, doubt. Yeah, because I think the Giants don't match up well against the Niners. I think when you look at it, they don't score enough. I just don't know if the the Giants score enough to match up with Philly. What say you? Yeah,
1: it's, it, it, it's tough um, because it, it really depends on how they can limit Daniel Jones in, in terms of the Philadelphia Eagles. If Daniel Jones is starting to become a threat with his legs, that's what makes Saquon Barkley that much more potent because if you have to worry about Daniel Jones with his legs, imagine some read option stuff that the Giants have been starting to do with Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. Daniel Jones is fast. He for is. O'Neal. He's strong. He is, he is a yeah. he's strong. He's big. And, man, he is tough. There was a quarterback sneak I know they were shown in Minnesota where he got bent back like a pretzel and he immediately got up and that guy is tough as nails and listen Daniel Jones has he's gone through it you know he's heard all the scrutiny he's heard that he was a bust he's heard that you know David Dave Gettleman messed up on him and the Giants seem to move on. This guy is tough, man, and, and I and I really respect him because I think he's gained the trust of that locker room. I think Brian Dable's really started to get the most out of him, and I really do think that listen, the the, the Giants have a shot in this game. Of course the Eagles are favorites, and that's why Vegas gave them seven and a half points. I guarantee that the, the Giants are going to cover that spread. I don't think Eagles are going to win by more than a touchdown in this game, and heck, I really do think the Giants are, 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 are destined here. Here's my thing with the Eagles, though: Lo. a lot of inexperience. I I know they made the playoffs last year, but this is kind of a year where everything's been good. Nick Sirianni's all smiling, he's all butterflies. They had the number 1 seed. Jalen Hurts never really has had expectations until now, right? I just feel like a lot of their big-time position players and their stars aren't really like haven't really been in this kind of position where they're not being they're not hunting, they're being the hunted. And I think that is a very dangerous position to be in. And I don't think you learn how to be successful in that until you've already been hunted. So I don't know. That's just my two cents. No, Giants I,
0: by three. Uh, wow. Wow. So, God, yeah, so we have, <laughs> so we, you got, you have, um, I know, I know you, you took, you took the, you took the Bills. So I got, I got the bingles. But if you were going to, if you were matching these teams up and just go back, we're going to die as I digress, we're going to go back and then we'll move forward. Give me in the AFC, give me your rankings of quarterbacks. Give me give me the top four quarterbacks right there. In, in the in the in the entire playoffs or just in the in AFC? The, in, no, in the, in the playoffs right now in the in the playoffs. No, just in the AFC playoffs. Yes.
1: Oh, okay. So ranking my AFC quarterbacks, number one, I have Patrick Mahomes. Um, number two, I have Joe Burrow. I have Joe Burrow over Josh Allen right now. I Josh Allen's just been, and that's going to be the biggest question: who's two, who's three, right? Because Lawrence is four. Is it Burrow or Allen at two? You know, right now, it, Josh Allen is just too is too mistake prone with the football right now. So and I have to give the nod to Joe Burrow.
0: And I'm with you. I'm the same shirt, same too. So my question to you: is, So why do you have Buffalo beating them when you know when you see Josh Allen it, the, as of late, last several weeks? Interception. He's been giving the ball away, careless with the ball. He got the big arm. The guy's unbelievable talent. Mm-hmm. What gives you, what makes you say that, okay, if that's the case? It's a good
1: question. You know, two things. One, home field. Uh, I think that's very, I think it's very big being in Buffalo. Um, number two, I just feel as if the Bills need to break through and they're finally going to break through. It's just kind of an intuition thing. The Bengals broke through last year. The Bills haven't been able to break through. I think they're just destined to at least break through. I, I don't know. It's more of like a gut thing. I think it's okay. I think it's finally their time to, 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 to arrive. Now I'm not gonna say they're gonna win a Super Bowl, but I think it's probably their time to get to
0: one. Okay. Fair enough. I love it. I love it. Thanks for thanks for sharing. Now let's Absolutely. go to the granddaddy, baby. Let's talk. Let's talk about the big game. Let's talk about it.
1: Giants, Cowboys, um, The storyline, a a historic matchup, right? With a lot of legacy, history, um, two historic, successful franchises. And the biggest question heading into last week was Dak Prescott and his awful performance against Washington. The headlines this week is, are Dak Prescott a top five quarterback because of his sensational performance in Tampa Bay? It all is dependent on what the Cowboys get from Prescott. If they get a sensational Prescott performance, the Niners could be in trouble. And Brock Purdy, you know, my one knock on Purdy, low was how does this guy respond if his team gets down? How does this guy respond if his team's in trouble? He responded against Seattle. The Niners didn't look good at first. I told you, too, the Seahawks would take the lead in that football game. I told you that, and I said, is Purdy going to be able to respond? And he did. Check. Where do you start in this game? Where does your mind immediately go to in this football game? To
0: me. It's this Dallas Cowboys offensive coordinator, which he's going to probably get a head coaching job. Is he playing for a head coaching job for everyone to look at him and say, Hey, look at me. Or is he playing to actually try to win the game? And he, and, and, and it's in, and you're like, well, I hope he's playing to win the game. And what I mean by that, I think it's easy for coach to get caught up in all the hoop, Rob, because how great of an offensive mind Kellen is and what he's done. So does he go and say, I want to show and I'm start throwing the ball all over the field, throwing it and just taking the ball because you got the weapons, you got the quarterback. So does he take that approach? Or does he say, I'm going to ride this with the run game? Am I going to try to keep this game close, run the ball, play action, keep the Niners not fresh, keep keep them on the field, ball control, sustained drives? That I want to know is Kellen Moore, what's his thought process? So I think that's where it starts with me. I think this is a huge coach's game. I think both these two teams have talent. I think the winner of this game, I think, represents the NFC in the Super Bowl.
1: Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's not like that's not the biggest of hot takes. I, it, 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 the question that was odd, baby. that was odd. Okay, fine, fine. Lo, here's the deal. Lo, here's the deal. I still think there's a lot more pressure on Dallas than there is San Francisco to win this football game. Here, here's what I'll ask you, and maybe you disagree with me, but if the Cowboys lose this football game. Would you say it's a big failure
0: on their year? I, I, I I would, I would, and I wouldn't. I would because I would say, and now if they would lose to Philly, if this was, and this is where I say, if Philly was over, if they were playing Philly, I would say it'd be a bigger Philly failure, because if it's the Niners, because I think the Niners have a good overall team, I'd say it'd be a failure, but not as big if it'd be to Philly if they would have lost to Philly.
1: Yeah. It's such a tough game. The Niners are red hot. I was uh, four years old last time the 49ers lost a football game. They are playing elite football. Brock Purdy, right? And, and everything changed when they acquired Christian McCaffrey. I mean, yes. everything yes. changed with that football team. Just look at their win-loss. I think they've lost one game with McCaffrey, if even. Everything changed when they acquired that guy. Um, they and, and they got Debo back. It looks like Purdy loves Ayuk the most. Um, George Kittle is you know, all pro as he is. And that defense – the Niners don't have a weakness, knock on wood. Uh, I think they're the best team in the NFL at the moment, but that doesn't mean they're unbeatable. No. And, they're, they're unbeatable. And, 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 and Seattle showed that in that first half that you can run the football against them. Seattle ran the football at times effectively against the 49ers and a few big plays that opened up the field. They had some good connections to DK Metcalf. The Cowboys have more weapons than that to really get something good. Listen, the Dallas Cowboys have the ingredients to pull off the upset. Before the 49ers acquired Christian McCaffrey low, a lot of people were saying that the Cowboys were the most talented team in the in the NFC. They, uh, they, are.
0: they, they, they are very talented, in my opinion. And I think when you look at the Niners, the Niners can't let the Dallas Cowboys stay two dimensional. You have to shut down the run. You have to say we got to make Dak Prescott and we got to get put the offense and defense and fronts got to put pressure on you cannot let the Niners, you cannot let the Dallas Cowboys have 120 yards rushing and Dak Prescott have four first downs because he extended plays with his legs or first down quarterback's knee. You cannot do that if you're the Niners. If you look at this and you talk about this matchup, that's some of the things that's scary. The Niners got to play better. And the Niners on the back end, they're not great on the back end. It all starts up front for the Niners. If they can't put pressure on the quarterback – I don't know if they're how good their secondary is. Their secondary, you have to look at the Niners too, Vaughn. If I ask you this, check this out. If I ask Mm. you, name me two teams that the Niners have played this year with three wins over 500. Name me a team that the Niners played this year that has Mm. three wins over 500. And after you're thinking about that, then name me a team. See, I had to think about it. Yeah, mind blown. And then after you come up <laughs> with that, then name me three teams or name me two teams that the Niner played that has two games over 500. I don't know. I, I think there's Kansas City Chiefs and they got beat. If you look at the two teams that should not have been in the playoffs this year, I'm just going to be. I'm going to be keep it plain and simple. There's two teams that should not have been in the playoffs. The great Tom Brady even though – because he was he's good, but his team's not. And Seattle, those are the two teams that should not have been in the playoffs this year, and guess what? Both these two teams played those teams. Well, mm. both the, the San Francisco 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys, do. both teams played the two worst teams in, 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 in the playoffs.
1: Mm. That's very interesting. That's a good point, man. Um,
0: yeah, it's going to – you know, I, I don't know. It's, it should
1: be a very interesting game. I, I, I really think it's it, – it all goes back to Purdy again. Uh, current situation, low. Are you fully confident with Purdy? Like, still heading into these playoff games, like, do you yeah. have full, full, full confidence? Like that uh, Brock Purdy's gonna be able to to d- 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 do enough here? Are you a little concerned? Well,
0: it, just like I about asked you, just like I asked you earlier, if I told you to name the quarterbacks in the NFC, you already did an AFC. Give me Let's your rank them.
1: Okay, okay. Who's your?
0: Yeah.
1: I'm. Oof, this is tough. This Thank is you. tough. That's because why. The, I mean, because, yes. Because the quarterback. The quarterback talent is a lot less in the NFC than it is in the AFC. Yeah. Um, I, I think people are going to have Hurts and Dak at 1A, 1B. I don't think people really know right now. Hurts has been the more consistent and the better quarterback this year. But I think people can argue that when Dak is going well, he could be slightly better than Hurts. At least he is right now, uh, like in that Tampa Bay game. I'm going to go Hurts one. I'm going to go Dak right under him. And then I'm going to go Purdy and then I'm going to go Daniel Jones. Um, what about you? That's what I'm,
0: I, I I thought I was going to say. That's the point that I'm trying to make. I got Dak at one and then like Dak at one, just like you were saying, I think when you look at Jalen Hurst, what he did, you'd have to say two. And, 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 and here's, and, and you look at Daniel Jones in his offense, I would say, and now here's the thing, I would say three and I would put Purdy at four, Really? Here's, but here's the difference though. If you asked me to name the teams, I would go the Niners. The Cowboys, then I would go Philly and the Giants. But here's my reasoning that I can go, I can switch everything and you're like, well, how can Purdy be four but on the number one team? That's the difference because Purdy doesn't have to go and do things. The differences between these quarterbacks, Dak Prescott has to play great in that offense because of the way it's designed. Jaden Hurts has to be able to scramble, do the things he got, it's read and play great to make that offense go. Daniel Jones' offense is just, boom, here it is. It's got to be great. The Niners' offense is so complex, and Kyle Shanahan moves defenses around, and the way that Kyle Shanahan presents his offense and the things that he does to move quarterbacks and get guys open by the scheme, all you have to do is be a comparable quarterback and be accurate and understand it, and Purdy's, accurate he's more accurate than Jimmy he's more accurate than Trey so when you look at him the reason why he's having success is because he understands Cal Shanahan's offense and it's not about him it's about hey I know that I got a guy named Brandon Ayuk. oh I know I got Debo I know I got hey diddle diddle kittle down the middle and I got McCaffrey I got weapons at my disposal every quarterback that we talked about it's about them Jalen Hurst he's got a line guys up it's his team. You look at Dak, it's his team. If you look around the AFC, all those quarterbacks, it's about them. This is a kid that says, man, this ain't about me. He came in that locker room saying, oh, there's Debo. Oh, my God, there's Kittle. He's mm-hmm. not thinking all the quarterbacks I got to be. He's just like, all I got to do is be the man, distribute the ball to all these guys, and I know I can have success. So I think because of his mindset and because Kyle Shanahan understands the scheme, He has the least amount of pressure because he's just doing something that's so easy that too many quarterbacks complicate because Josh and all those guys, it's about them. They are the face of the franchise. They're the guy. Purdy just understands other guys are there.
1: That's a great point, man. And I think that's actually what suits, as you said, the 49ers the best. So it should be a very, very fun divisional round weekend. So, again, my picks, I got Kansas City. I got Buffalo. I got – the Giants and I have the Niners, but I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if Dallas went in there and won that football game. I. I, I think that's. I think that and the Bills game are the two toughest games. I mean, you got the Niners, huh?
0: Beating the boys. Yeah, I think that's the toughest game, though. Like you said, I think that in the Bill. With me, that in the Bills game is the toughest one because I. I think that I want the Giants, but I think the Phillies a little too much in Kansas City. I think Kansas City is going to be so. I think without a doubt, Bills. And Niners two toughest
1: games. Yeah, I'd, I'd say the I'd say the Niners and the Cowboys are probably the two best teams left in the NFC too. So it's kind of unfortunate they're meeting now and not in the title game. But I guess that's how seating and everything goes, guys. So listen, that will be it for us. It should be a a, a fantastic divisional round. We'll be on our couches eating some wings, whatever it may be, enjoying these football games. low you're low you gonna you're gonna go to the Niner game? Absolutely, I'll be there, baby. Working, baby. I'll be working, doing my thing. So I'll be up close and close personal. So I'll give you a Dude. call. Do you think, my man? That's for us to know, everybody. I'm in Nazari. Cheers. Everybody.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.